Amen. Last week, um, the Spirit of God, I really believe, is trying to emphasize how important it is to give. And I kind of got off my message, and, and in Kathy, even in, in her offering, brought up Luke 6.38. And I want you to look in your Bibles to Genesis 8. This scripture was just quickened to me, I believe, by the Spirit of God. And I want to I read it to you because Kathy talked about it and sowing seed. So I, I'll minister to you today, I believe, by the Spirit of God. And you should always pray and believe that when I open my mouth, I say the right thing. That doesn't always happen. Amen. How about, is it just me or everything time you open your mouth, is it just God? <laughs> In fact, how many of you, since just last week, since we ministered, that was a very strong message on giving, how many of you gave in some way this last week. Gave of your time, your talents, your finances. Let me see your hands. What did you what some of you do? Some of you be bold. What'd you do different as far as giving? Some yeah, Pat, I'm sorry. There you go. Real simple. Yeah. Or your group home, just something really simple, but but bless them. What else? What else did you do to give? Anybody? What's that? School supplies. Yes, in fact, we had a box back there. Again, who brought the sacks back there that match? Those pretty sacks. Who brought that? Nobody here today? Somebody brought that. Well, there's an, I, I gave them a full box last week, and she'll come this week and uh, pick up another box. But, you know, that's giving. And what Pastor Brad talked about doing, you know, a few years ago, I said, let's, let's do something. We were just, you know, really believing that we could do something for the community, and it just never happened, and that's why it didn't happen, because that's their thing. We have our thing as far as night to shine, but every church has a gift. Every church has a call that God wants them to fulfill. And so if it's the First Baptist Church, so be it. We'll help them fulfill their vision. That's what it's all about. So I want to encourage, how many of you encouraged somebody this week? How many of you didn't do anything? All your hands are up. No. Yesterday we were in, in Missouri. We had time to kill, so we walked into an antique shop. And I like to go. I love the county seats, the old courthouses, Ron, that were built you know, in the 19th century, brick, beautiful. I just love to go because I grew up in a hometown like that. I love to go around the old squares, of the, of the, and this was a Marie, Missouri town. Maryville was the name of it. But we walked into a, 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 an antique shop, and uh, at first glance, I didn't think I even wanted to go in it because it just it didn't look like my kind of stuff. But I thought, well, we got time to kill. We'll go in there. And we walked in this shop, and it was it was decorated unbelievably you know it's just interesting and I began to look around and and the woman was there and I looked at her and I says you have an art background and a photography background don't you and she said yeah I says you have a beautiful shop you really have done a good job in her smile well we found a few things to buy I wanted to I always 
want to buy something, you know, if I like them and want to bless them. We found a few things, but I made her day just by telling her she had a gift, and she used her gift to bless others. So I want to encourage you, do that. Now look at Rome, or excuse me, look at um, Genesis. This is the scripture that I want you to see. <clears throat> this is Noah's, the great flood, and and uh, Noah's deliverance. In verse 20, it says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal, of every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma, and the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. Now look at verse 22. I want you to see this. While the earth remains, seed time and what? Cold and heat, winter and summer, that day and night shall not cease. Shall not cease. Shall not cease. In other words, there's going to continue to be a, a, a seed time and harvest. There's going to be cold and heat, winter and summer. It's a given. Would you agree? See, this is God's plan. This is God's purpose. This is God's way. Everyone say, seed time and harvest. And I really believe the Spirit of God is speaking to us individually and speaking to us as a church to give, to sow seed. Now, we, we started this whole thing months ago about our, our um, statement there, our mission statement. Harvest Church is what? Committed to what? Serving and sharing. Okay? And it just sharing doesn't just imply your money. You can share your gifts and your talents and a good encouraging word. And, more. you know, bottom line, we need to share Jesus Christ. You know, and we, we need to share with our community. And I really believe we do that. And God is giving us another opportunity to help somebody else share and give to others. But I want you to see this, and this is what Oral Roberts says. He said, God established the principle of seed time and harvest, seed faith. Noah's first acts after the flood were to build an altar and to sacrifice to the Lord. God was pleased and made promises to the human family through the faith of Noah. He also instituted the law of seed time and harvest. Everyone say law. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. When God created the first living thing, he gave it the ability to grow and multiply. How? Through the seed. Your life began by the seed principle. Every act of your Life since your birth has operated by the seed principle. Now think about that. Every act of your life began by the seed principle. Your birth has operated by the seed principle. Springing from good seeds or bad seeds that you have sown. Whether or not you are consciously aware of your seed planting. The principle continues today to overcome life's problems, reach your potential in life, 
See your life become fruitful, multiplied, replenished. That is in health, finance, spiritual renewal, family, or your entire being. Determined to follow God's law of seed time and harvest. Sow the seed of his promise in the soil of your need. Oral Roberts was a pioneer. This is as real today as it was when he was alive and teaching it. Because God's word is eternal. It doesn't change. His principles don't change. Seed time and harvest hasn't changed. He says, to overcome life's problems, anyone have a problem today? Well, to overcome life's problems, if you want to reach your potential, see your vision fulfilled, help somebody else fulfill their vision. You need healing for your body. And I've known that, you know, years ago, sow a seed, pray for somebody else. You have a financial need. Then sow a financial seed into someone else's life. And it doesn't have to be a a big amount of money, but something you can do to sow a seed. That's God's plan. And until Jesus Christ to the clouds are parted and we see our Lord and Savior, it will continue to be seed time and harvest. If you're having problems in an area of your life, then take some time and meditate and get in the Word and and look at the Scriptures and begin to pray and say, Lord, what, what do I need to do? Yesterday I was... I usually don't preach sermons for marriages. But I did about a 10-minute sermonette. And I got done and I blessed them. And I said, you'll be blessed if you'll get into a good word church. You'll be blessed if you'll get into a church and submit yourself to authority and use your gifts and graces to promote the kingdom. And I said, don't forget, David and Lily, to tithe. That is so important. So I, you need to realize, I don't know where some of you are. I don't check up on you. I, I don't even look at your giving records. I Maybe I should, but I don't. She handles that, and she's closed mouth. Unless I ask something, I don't say, is so-and-so tithing, is so-and-so giving? What are they, you know? But if you're having problems with your finances, then do a checkup. Maybe you're tithing. Continue to give. Kathy and I, about a month and a half ago, had another opportunity to sow seed. Well, everybody's leaving. See, I start talking about money, and people just fly out the door. There goes Brian Lee one. I got a crying baby. What was I talking about? Oh, got distracted. Um. Kathy and I had an opportunity to begin to sow some seed into someone's life. And it was just kind of an out-of-the-blue thing. And, and, and uh, I began to think about that. And I think, you know, we, we need to do that. And we're givers. We give. We, we sow finances into missions. And we've, 
We're the first here to sow finances into this church. But we began to sow seed again into somebody's life, just out of the blue, above and beyond. And I encourage you to do that. I encourage you, if, if you need money, then sow money. And the, the one thing that I've been thinking about, you know, this is a good church. This is a giving church, and I'm, I'm honored, and, and it's really been good for me as a pastor to have a body, to have people that when I get up here, and I don't really bang the drum a lot for money, do I? If I bang the drum, it's usually for somebody else. But this is a given church. And we have done and accomplished so much through the years. If I wish you'd go back and do the records and see how many thousands, you're grinning, thousands and thousands of dollars that we've poured in to other ministries. But, you know, I'm just going to do this. In the days ahead, we need, to, we need to remember Harvest Church, too. When we get up here and we say we have any, you know, how old is this carpet? When did we lay this floor? You weren't even here yet. When did we do that, Thielen? Huh? 96? This carpet's been here since. It's time for new carpet. Thank you, Brian. It's time for, for some things to change. And, you know, we can do that because I have faith. We've sown, as, sown so much as a church. God will provide our need. And, you know, it might not come through you. But I'm, I'd like to see some really some changes in sprucing up the church even more so in the days ahead. But it requires money. Say, I don't have anything right now. Well, then take what you have and sow a seed. Not necessarily here, but sow a seed and believe God for a return. Believe God for a harvest. And you know what? There will be one. Then you'll give. What he does is he gives you seed to sow. So some of that harvest is for you and your family. It should be. But God also gives you more seed to sow so you can sow it somewhere else. And this church is good ground. Now, I don't know why I got off onto that, but I, I, I see that, how important we need to understand that law and that principle. While the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Amen? Now, I'll go a little farther here. Um, we've been, we looked at this and... And we saw that in the last days, I won't have you turn there in 2 Timothy 3, 2, it says, men will be lovers of themselves, covetous. For people will love only themselves and their money. For people will be lovers of self, utterly self-centered, lovers of money, and aroused by an inordinate, greedy desire for wealth. Here's the good one. People will be self-consumed, self-absorbed, self-focused, in love with themselves, more than anyone else. As a result of this self-love, they will hoard money for themselves while spending very little to help others. That's not our problem, is it? That's not your problem. You don't have that problem, do you? You don't love yourself more than others, do you? Some of you don't know. Well, you better find out. We said God's nature is to give. 
There's scriptures, I'll give you a few. It says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all for freely give us all things? Freely, say that, freely give us all things. Kathy talked about understanding God in the, you know, in the natural when we look. How many of you love your kids? That little baby, you look down at that little baby, that newborn baby. And think how much God loves us. Bible says in Matthew 6, but seek first what? The kingdom of God. All these other things will be added on to you. Ephesians 3, 20 says God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine our guests, our requests in your wildest dreams. James 1, 7, every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. 1 Timothy 6 to 17 says, God gives us richly all things. Matthew 20, 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Amen. We, gave you, we told you, how do you know? When you've fallen into self-love and you've fallen into selfish greed, well, we said when the Holy Spirit speaks to you to give, will you obey him? If you're quick to obey him, then you haven't fallen into that trap. Now, we gave you some scriptures for giving, and I'll just read them to you. In Genesis 12, 2, it says, I will bless you and make your name great, he told Abraham, and you shall be a what? blessing. So God blesses the people of Harvest Church so we can be a blessing. Deuteronomy 8, 18, I gave this to them yesterday as a, a married couple. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 in the message translation, honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. I like that. Give God what? The first and the mediocre. The average. Are you a God tipper? You know, I've, I've learned through the years, if I get good service, they get a good tip. And some of us just work, you know, we really need, need to give God more than we do. And I, I think people, you know, I think some of us should wait tables once. Have you ever waited tables? <laughs> and you work hard. Well, they deserve it. They deserve to be blessed. If you go out to eat and you can't, you can't tip, we want to, we have a, which truck is that we like out there? That, the white truck. My, and she's a, a Hispanic grandma, and boy, can she make steak talk. She's the best. We go out there, and Micah says to her, she, of course, mom's paying. Someday that'll change. And first thing Micah says, temper. I thought, well, you're learning, son. You tip the, the gal, all right? Luke 6.38, give and it shall be given. Look at Acts 20. This is kind of off the cuff today, but I, I believe sometimes we just need to talk and I need to share from my heart what I think the Spirit of God is trying to impart to us as a church. 
in Acts 20 and verse 33. This is Paul, the Apostle Paul. He says in verse 33, I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. So the Apostle Paul, did he receive offerings from churches? But what did the Apostle Paul also do, folks? He what? He worked. He was a, he made tents. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. So he worked, you know. He, he just, like I like Jerry Savelle, years ago he said this, I never forgot it. You and I do not work for a living, we work for a giving. Say, I work for a giving. And then he says, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, that's not in the Gospels, but it's, what he, it's in red letters, so Jesus said it. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, that word in the Greek <clears throat> is this. It implies giving an object of value. It gives freely and is unforced. This scripture indicates that the giver takes on the character of Christ whose nature is to give. So that's, say, say this with me. Christ, my Lord and Savior, has a giving nature. I have that giving nature. Now, Jesus did not say it would be more natural or easy to, to give than to receive, that it would, but it would be more blessed. I'll never forget years ago, we had humble beginnings, and we, I don't remember where we got this necklace. Do you remember that necklace that we gave? You don't. It was that Art Deco necklace. Well, it was a pin or was something, but it was really beautiful. And it wasn't me that wanted to give it, it was Kathy. She gave it to another pastor's wife. I don't know. My gosh, I think about what that thing was worth. But it had value. And sure, we could have sold that. We could have used the money. But we gave it away. You know, a lot of times, like I said, don't just be a tipper, a little tipper. If you're going to give something away, give something away that has value. That way... You know it doesn't have you. It doesn't own you. It doesn't have your heart. No, we need to think about that. You know, if God asks you to give something of great value, could you do it? Think about that. Look at 2 Corinthians 9. One more scripture and then we'll quit. 2 Corinthians 9. Big scripture on giving. It says in verse, uh, chapter 9, and let's look at verse 6. It, this, it says this, but this I say, 
He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So if you're going to give a little, you're going to get a little. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able. And God is able. Say that with me. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. There are four things that you as a believer must do in giving. And it's in this scripture in verse 7. Number one, you and I need to give from your heart. Say, give from my heart. Where's God? Now, I know God is in us, is he not? But where does God reside? Where? In your head? In your spirit? The core of your being. And so a lot of times what will happen, the Spirit of God will prompt you and I to give from our heart, but at the same time our head is saying, you are stupid. We need that money. Don't sow that seed. See, the thing is, we can eat our seed. Then we don't have anything to give. But you and I, we need to give from our heart. And I like this word, and it's in the Amplified Bible. It's, it talks about a prompt-to-do giver. The Spirit of God will prompt you and I to give from our heart. And it's like you just down here, you know you need to give it. And your head is arguing with you. But you and I need to obey our head? No, we need to obey our heart. When God prompts us to do it, instantly obey that. Number two, don't give grudgingly or be a reluctant giver. Oh, I guess I'll give it. And, you know, I had somebody give, I'll never forget this. And somebody gave the church something years ago, and then when those per people got all mad and upset with me, they wanted it back. Uh-huh. I said, well, take it. I wanted to say, but I didn't. I said, go ahead and take it. Cheers. Take it back. And you stop and think, was their giving from their heart? No, their giving was because they wanted to be, they wanted to be recognized. So it was a wrong heart's motive. Don't, don't give grudgingly. If you don't want to give, don't give. Look at your neighbor and say, if you don't want to give, don't give. Number three, don't give under compulsion. Don't be forced to give. How many of you ever felt? I haven't had that happen too often, but I remember being in places where people are trying to force and make it happen, and, and you've got to give. That's why a lot of that on, on television, I quit watching TV because a lot of those evangelists and people at the end of it, they just want your money. Yeah, that's the word. It's manipulation. 
And boy, can't my wife and I, we just don't go for that. We don't want to be manipulated or feel like we have to give. Have I ever said that Harvest Church is going down the tubes? You better give. We're going to go under, folks, if you don't give. Never done that because God is our source for everything. God's brought finances outside of this body. And then the thing is, the Amplified, let me read it to you. You need to give cheerfully, not tearfully. Let each one give as he's made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves. Now listen, this is Amplified. He takes pleasure in prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it. Say that. Prompt to do it, giver, whose heart is in his giving. Listen, I get up here, Kathy gets up here, Pastor Brad gets up here and asks you for something. We don't want you to do it if your heart's not in it. Bottom line. But if God's prompting you to do it, then just obey God and do it. Is that all right? Stand to your feet today. Say, I, I heard you, preacher. I'm a prompt to do it giver. Now, I'm going to tell you again this week because I'm going to try this again next Sunday. I'm going to ask you what you did to give. And, you know, a lot of times when we give, we don't need to brag about it. I realize that. But all I'm trying to do is, is instill in you this week, God is going to give you an opportunity. I believe, firmly believe that. You're going to have an opportunity to sow some finances into somebody's life. And yes, you can bake brownies. And I think if you don't have money, then bake something. Or you can make popcorn. That is a seed sown. And God will bless you. But this week, I want you to go even a little step further and see if God can use you to bless somebody. You want to do that? You want to try this? You think we should just try this? Think it'll work? This is not an experiment. This is a kingdom law. So, Father, I pray today for the people of Harvest Church. They've heard your word. Lord, you give seed to the sower. These people before me give. They're givers. They're tithers. And they give above and beyond their tithe. I'm asking you for more seed to sow for them. As they give, Lord, return it back. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over so they can sow again. Yeah, you'll give them a harvest and they can keep some of it, but Father, let them be conscious this week of the fact of sowing seed, sowing of their finances to be a blessing to other people. Thank you, Lord. They're prompt to do it, givers, and they're willing and obedient in Jesus' name. Amen. Sam blessed. My preacher's really blessed. I'm blessed because I serve a people that give. Is there anyone in you today before we leave that you need prayer for your physical body? And I will pray for you. I don't want anybody leaving and feeling like we've disregarded that. Amen. Anything else that I need to do? I, I don't know how long we're going to stay on this. We're, we're still on it, but I, I, I know it's for a reason. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.